Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Well, here Ryan and I were thinking we were going to have a nice, easy day. You know, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. And then we get the Pete Carroll news about 10, 15 minutes before the show. Yeah, that's and not so shocking anymore, right? That is just like totally on the back burner right now. And now we get the news that Nick Saban has decided to retire. So the one thing I can take with me, Ryan, is the fact that I did see his last game. So I'll always have that. So that's pretty cool. I think it's going to be Dabo. I think he's going to leave Clemson. I think it makes complete sense. But the move that really makes complete sense, and I know you would hate it, Peach, would be Lane. And everybody's tweeting me about Lane. I don't think he would get Saban's blessing, though. I don't think there's any chance that Nick Saban wants. Because I think Nick Saban's obviously going to be involved. Don't you? Or maybe he's not. I don't know with, with whoever his successor is, but I am, I'm actually shocked. I thought maybe like three, four more years of Nick Saban. Crazy. I know he's getting older, but like look at the coaching job. But it makes sense, man. He was kind of weird this year. I joked during the break, like he was in a good mood compared to what he usually, like the mood that he's usually in. He was kind of nice. And also there was some like telling things. Remember the Tennessee game? He like did a lap around the stadium after. Yeah. I was wondering like, what's this all about? He's just going to beat him next year anyway. Yeah. Uh, so 17 seasons, seven Thamel just tweeted out that with no likely internal replacements at Alabama, here's a quick projected target list. So you let me know what you think of some of these names. Yeah. Well, obviously Mark Drumheller is going to join us in a bit too. Yeah. And we'll get his thoughts on this. Dan Lanning. Absolutely. Ka- Kalen DeBoer, yes. Washington, Dabo, James Franklin, Penn State, Don't Mike Norvell, Florida State, and Marcus Freeman, your guy at Notre Dame. James Can't Franklin would be like... I- Please, stop. Guy can't win a big game, no. Mike Norvell, I don't want. Now, Dan Lanning and uh, Kellen DeBoer, that does interest me. So we'll see what happens Peach, imagine the James Franklin (laughs) show after uh, a a 20-point loss. Georgia beats him by 40. To Kirby in Georgia? Yeah. He wouldn't be able to handle it, man. I I I don't think he'd be able to handle it. I would love Dan Lanning. Marcus Freeman, you guys could have him. I don't think there's any chance. Um yeah, we'll talk about this more. Ryan, my, my entire phone is blowing up. Let's get to our guy, yeah. Mike Drumheller, betting, betting analyst for FantasyLife.com, joins us on You Better You Bet. Mark, we were getting ready to talk about the NFL wildcard. Screw the you. NFL. And we will do that in a little bit, but we know that you love college football as much as we do. So your, your instant reaction to the Nick Saban news. Yeah, it's sad, right? Because, like, I love college football, and I think anybody that loves the sport loves watching Nick Saban coach year after year. I mean, he's been such a, a prominent force in, in college football. And I thought the job that he did this year was absolutely remarkable, the way he handled Milrow and kind of forced, you know, Milrow to grow and develop, you know, right before our eyes during the season. Um, didn't end, you know, the way that he wanted. But obviously, like, hey, listen, they had Michigan on the ropes more than anybody you know, that played him this year. So uh, I thought he just did an outstanding job when you look at, you know, the roster that he kind of dealt with. But I think that, you know, he realizes that college football isn't what it used to be. And it's changing. It's changing rapidly. And uh, the portal's a big part of that. So, um, you know, I, I just think that he probably felt like it was the right time. Oh, man. It I is, can't believe it's it. It's crazy. Like, it, it, I'm really, I'm shocked. Like, I really am shocked. Yeah, the Pete Carroll stuff, like, yeah, kind of shocking, but he's also getting older. <laughs> All right, uh, not that Saban isn't. Yeah. Mark, the game I got to talk to you about, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. It was sitting there at two and a half. Now we're at three. The Eagles on the road. Not trending really well right now. Total's 43 and a half. I think I'm going to have to bet the Eagles. I know what they look like right now, man, but I can't make the case for Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield in the playoffs here. What do you think about this spot on Monday night? 
Yeah, it's a tough one. This is a real tough one because conventional wisdom is a better tells you. You know, you have a team like Tampa. I think they've covered their last five straight games, right? You know, wins the AF, uh, the NFC South, which, you know, every year seems like nobody wants to win. Somebody ends up on top. They're there. And then they're playing a Philadelphia Eagles team that just completely fell apart towards the end of the season. Um, you know, they failed to cover six straight games. So usually you see like two streaks like that and you're automatically like, hey, I'm going to get a great number with Philadelphia. Um, but I don't think you really get a great number here with an Eagles team that is just, you know, I think is completely out of gas. And I think that's the problem. Now, I, me being from Philadelphia, hard to be objective in this spot, but, you know, get a little bit emotional when you talk about your team, right? Especially when they've been performing the way the Eagles have. But I think, you know, from a betting perspective, the way I'm going to target this is I'm going to play the Tampa Bay offense's team total. I played the Giants team total over last week, you know, against the Eagles. And, you know, you can get it at around 20 and a half. You might have to pay, you know, the minus 120 or whatnot. You know, it depends. The odds are a little bit different. But, you know, targeting that team total, I think, is the way to bet this game because, you know, the Eagles defense has just been a disaster, you know, the past month and a half. And it, I don't see that any – way it's going to get better because you look at the problems that they have and it's about them not being able to get the push up front not being able to get the pass rush everything that was the foundation of their defense last year they can't do anymore because they're completely out of gas and i know that sounds like an excuse and it's hey they're pro athletes they shouldn't be out of gas but this team's just out of gas there's nothing left the the tank is on e especially defensively um, and I don't think you can change that without rest. And unfortunately, they didn't win enough games down the stretch to earn the rest. So now they find themselves going on the road in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I think that, you know, you look at Mike Evans and, and those guys, like I think Tampa Bay is going to have some success moving the ball. Um, wouldn't even be opposed. Like you can get a real nice price around, the, you know, the 130, 140 range if you play team total over 23 and a half. You know, I might go that that route as well because I think if the Eagles are going to win this game, they're going to have to do it by scoring a lot of points. The offense is going to have to be clicking. And I, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen against a Todd Bowles defense that likes to bring a lot of pressure. So um, don't want to back the Eagles in this spot. I'd rather fade the Eagles defense. When these two teams played during the season, the Eagles defensive line was why they won that football game. And unfortunately, they're not the same defensive line now. They're out of gas. They have no push left. So um, I'm interested as a fan to see it, but as a better, probably going to end up on, you know, betting on Tampa's uh, team total over playing their offense in this one. Mark, do you think Sirianni's coaching for his job? I mean, if they lose this game, could you see them making a change? Obviously, we've had a lot of coaching changes already yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, well, the dynamic in Philadelphia is a little different, right? Uh, you know, Howie Roseman has done a tremendous job, but the front office is involved. You know, like they, they're not hands off. And, you know, that was kind of the issue with Peterson. We saw him, you know, them mutually part ways or however they like to, you know, frame it. You know, they they didn't like the coaching decisions that he had made. And they, you know, had recommendations and, you know, they ended up mutually parting ways. So I think there's going to be some more recommendations, you know, when it comes to the coordinators after the season. And, uh, you know, I think Sirianni will probably, you know, uh, you know, take their advice, you know, as far as like, hey, you know, where they need to improve and stuff. He's still a younger coach. Um, but that, that's pretty much how it works here. So I would expect to see Sirianni back, but I expect to see some new coordinators probably on both sides of the ball, definitely on defense, probably on offense as well, because that's been the other big issue. Like outside of them just running out of gas as a team, um, I, I think, you know, the, the change in coordinators going from Steichen, you know, a, you know, defensively losing Gannon and then, you know, 
Brian Johnson and, and you know, Sean Desai and, you know, now Matt Patricia, they just haven't been able to get the job done. The game that I keep going back and forth on, Miami, now four and a half point dogs at Arrowhead in Kansas City. There's going to be some weather. Also, the Dolphins have like no pass rush because all their pass rushers are injured. They're going to rely on Melvin Ingram in this game. Total sitting there at 44. What do you like here, if anything, Mark? Yeah, I don't like much. I know it's not a good answer, but I don't, I have a hard time laying points with the Chiefs, but I do think they're probably the side. Like, I just think Miami's a team that, you know, you really can't trust to go on the road in this spot. And that's why, like, you know, along with Philadelphia, Miami was one of the teams that really needed home field advantage, needed to win that two seed, you know, so they could get these home games, you know, in the playoffs. Um, But now it's going to be like freezing cold weather. If I had to play this game, like, I would probably play under i mean i think 44 is probably too high if you remember when they had that um when minnesota was playing outdoors remember they had that playoff game against seattle yeah like record you know freezing temperatures end up being like nine six i think it was like blair walsh or whatever you know missed the game winning field goal or whatever for minnesota um you know when it gets that cold when it you know i i don't think that these offenses are going to be able to perform kansas city can't catch the ball when it's 80 degrees and sunny out so i don't know how they're going to do with the freezing cold <laughs> Um, so I would look at under, you know, probably, you know, if it stays around 44, I would definitely play that. But as far as a side, you have to think it's Kansas city, but it just, it just feels rough. Like the season that they had laying points in such a big game like this. Mark, what would you do in Browns and Texans? Ryan and I both kind of like Cleveland. We think though, if it gets to three, maybe you start thinking about taking Houston. It's probably going to be a close game. That comes down the wire, but the Browns have the better defense, and, and Flacco's playing great. So where, where are you on this game? Yeah, I like Houston. So I, I know that, again, this is, you know, you get beat over the head all week with the first-time quarterback trends and all this stuff, but I think C.J. Stroud's a guy who is impervious to all of that. Like, we've seen him play in a huge stage. You know, last week he comes out, you know, throws a bomb for a touchdown first play, right, uh, you know, in a big game. We saw him against Georgia carve up Kirby Smart's defense for like 400 yards and four touchdowns, you know, would have been a national champion if the kicker, you know, could kick it through the uprights when the ball dropped. So, like, I don't think you can just lump him in with every other rookie in this spot. And, yes, Cleveland, very good defense, right? Not on the road, like 29 points a game they let up. So, I don't I, – I think, you know, when you look at early in the season, I was like, these home road splits don't make sense. Let's see if they even out. They haven't evened out. Um, I think when you look at the matchup with Slowick against Jim Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, a guy who had a ton of success, brought a Super Bowl here in Philadelphia. But when he played more modernized coaches, offensive coaches, he did struggle, right? Now, I don't have data to back that up, but that's just my perception of, you know, when his time was here. But so now he gets Slowick, now he gets C.J. Stroud. He gets this live Houston team that's, you know, playing with house money. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit tough. I think both teams score here. Um, I would look at Texas's team total, uh, Houston's team total as well. You could probably get that around 23 and a half, 24. I think that's probably um, going to be good. I think he's going to at least score points. Hey, listen, maybe Flacco drops 35-40 on him and Cleveland gets the win. But but I think uh, C.J. Stroud's going to come up big here. So um, I, I, I do like Houston in the contest. Mark Dallas this season, a perfect eight and zero at home. They're six and two against the spread at home, and uh, they're seven and a half point favorites. Opened at uh, seven, we hit eight for a while there. Totals fifty and a half against the Packers. What do you like here? Yeah, and they beat teams by a million points when they're at home. Yep. So, like, what could possibly go wrong with laying the points <laughs> at Dallas, right? And I know I sound like a broken record, but 
how I'm playing these games, it's going to be a lot of team totals. And I think it's, you know, you play the Dallas team total. I think you can get there. I think it's like 31 and a half. But if you play the alt, like up at like 34 and a half, you can get that at a really good number. I think that makes a ton of sense here. Um, they're going to do whatever they want with this Green Bay defense. And I think if I'm betting the side, I would probably lay it with Dallas just because when you look at Green Bay's offense, you know, Jordan Love, they make explosive plays. They have good young receivers, but they make mistakes too. And on the yep. road in your first playoff game, there's a difference, right? My confidence in C.J. Stroud a little more than it is in Jordan Love playing in this type of environment against this uh, defense that really, you know, thrives on getting takeaways, that has Micah Parsons on the other side. So I think you could see the train come off the tracks for Green Bay as the game progresses. So I'll probably lay the points with Dallas, but I think Dallas team total is probably a decent target as well. Yeah, should be a uh, interesting game. Ryan and I both like a lot of props in that game. Mark, if you had to pick an underdog to win outright this weekend, because it sounds like you you like a couple. You think Tampa Bay has a chance. You think Houston has a chance. In about two minutes, if you had the most confidence in one of the dogs to win outright, who would you take? Yeah, it's probably the Rams. And I know I know they're very popular. Everybody loves the Rams, but you know, when you look at them from week eleven, you know, when Williams started coming back. You know, and the offense really started getting rolling. They're third in the NFL in in, uh, in EPA per play since that time. So I think you had, you know they're getting a matchup against a Detroit defense that can't really make stops. Um, and I think McVay is a guy who's seasoned in this in this type of spot. It's a lot of pressure on Dan Campbell, who we know he can get a little emotional, right? He can he can he can let the game get to him at times. So him being at home, I think it's going to be a lot of pressure in his first game. I, I think the Rams. You know, probably the side here, um, it, it's tough because everybody agrees with you. And you're like, hey, man, this never goes right, you know. But I do like Houston as well, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at anyone if they took the Bucks, Even though I love my Eagles, I think they're going to have to score a lot of points if they're going to win that game. So um, they're really the dogs that I would probably target in this one. Staying away from Miami, Green Bay, you know, can't go in those directions. But there's some teams I think are going to be live. We know we're going to get some upsets. Yeah, we, we most certainly are. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens. Mark Drumheller, betting analyst for FantasyLife.com. Mark, appreciate the time, man. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right, Ryan. All right, Peach. So um, if I'm you, <laughs> not you, Yeah. if I'm the AD and I'm at Alabama, we make two, I make three calls. I make one offer that somebody can't refuse, and it's Dan Lanning. Well, it's Kirby Smart. Kirby isn't leaving Georgia, but you make that call. I think Dan Lanning's the second best option. If anybody knows Kirby, it's Saban, and then it's Dan Lanning. Do you really think Saban would have left Bama, though, if they didn't have a plan under, like, knowing what they were going to do? See, that's why, I mean, like... I think they're getting DeBoer, or I think they're getting Lanning. They certainly could get Dabo, but I think they're getting one of the two. or They're getting either an Oregon or Washington guy. See, and that's the thing. Like, Dabo's probably not going to adapt. He doesn't want to hit the transfer portal. He doesn't... All these guys, like, I feel like all these old guys, nobody wants anything to do with the NIL stuff, obviously, or the transfer portal. But, um, dude, I would make Dan Lanning an offer he couldn't refuse. The thing is, though, does he leave Oregon now that they're going to the Big Ten and with that recruiting class and with all those transfers that are coming in? I don't know, but that would be the guy that I would want. And do you want to replace a legend? Like, Dan Lanning's got it good right now at Oregon. What about Urban Meyer? Let's just keep talking about this. Let's keep talking. Well, we're going to talk with Isaac Trotter, and I want to ask him about Bama Hoops, too, because I want to see what he thinks about that. National College basketball writer for 247 Sports. You better, you bet. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvat. Whew. What a day. Yeah.
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.